Well, I want you to know it is so good to see you on this Christmas Eve. And, uh, you know, there is actually a lot of confusion when it comes to Christmas as what Christmas might really be all about. In fact, if, if you're unsure about Christmas, uh, you, what you do is you kind of like redefine the holiday and you like, well, Christmas means this to me. But there is just a lot of confusion. In fact, I want to give you an example of the kind of confusion that I'm talking about. In fact, we've got a little video for you to have some insights on Christmas confusion. Hey, neighbor, you need a hand? I'm good, thanks. Don't worry, I'm coming. Santa's little helper's on his way. You got the star that'll guide Chris Kringle to your chimney. Good move, my man. Oh, uh, no, it's the uh, star, star of Bethlehem. Right, yeah, Bethlehem, North Pole. Same thing, right? Oh. Nope, uh, no, uh, uh, sorry. It's the, uh, the star that, you know, the Magi. Right, Magi. What is the Magi? I found something on the web about emojis. Check it uh, out. The Magi? The, uh, the, the wise men who came to see the Messiah. The, the, the Christ? The uh, Son of God. grow up to become Santa. No, no, no. He's going to grow up and he's going to pay for the sins of the world. Guess that'd be a pretty hefty price tag, huh? Hmm. Yeah. That's why it's called Christmas. Christmas. Well, I wish you would have told me all this before I spent my Christmas bonus and all that junk over there. Thanks a lot. Merry Christmas. You look like my Santa! A lot of folks that are confused about what Christmas is really all about. And, you know, many people are familiar with some of the details regarding Christmas, right? I mean, many people have heard of Mary being a virgin, married to Joseph, traveling to Bethlehem, giving birth to her firstborn son, the whole manger, yeah, and laying this baby in the manger, angels appearing with these shepherds, the shepherds coming and seeing the baby. I I want you to know that a lot of folks are familiar with some of these details. And it's really good to know the Christmas story. In fact, we start with our kids really early on. So this this Christmas season, all through the month of December, with our little ones that just actually, some of them actually just sang uh, for you. Uh, They've been working all month for that, by the way. Uh, They've been looking at 
to understand the Christmas story, and they're looking at, like, how do you make cookies and how that relates and can be representative of all the details of Christ's coming. In fact, it's like this. God has brought everything together to make the perfect birth of Jesus. And that's what they've been studying. And we're familiar with these details. But what really is Christmas all about? Why did God send his son to the earth? And I want you to know that God wants us to know why he sent his son and to understand Christmas from his perspective. And for the whole month of December, we've been going through John chapter 17 to discover Christmas from God's perspective. And if you want to know really what Christmas is all about, it's all about the coming of Jesus. And Jesus came, first of all, to show us his glory fully. So I invite you to look at John chapter 17, verse 24. And Jesus, in this only, the only recorded prayer, the full-length prayer of Jesus, is found in John chapter 17, and he's bringing it to conclusion in verse 24, and he says this, Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me be with me where I am, so that they may see my glory, which you have given me, for you loved me before the foundation of the world. The whole purpose of salvation, the whole purpose of why Jesus came, is so that we will one day see him in the fullness of his glory. And do you notice he's talking about this love that they had before the foundation of the world? When Jesus was born about 2,000 years ago in Bethlehem, he didn't just come into existence. The Son of God is eternally existent. And here we see Jesus, and he's talking about, in prayer with the Father, about this love that they've had even before the very foundation of the world. You see, the glory of Christmas is that the eternal Son of God entered into humanity and was born as a human child. And we so much focus on the infancy at Christmas, but really the focus of Christmas is on his deity, that the eternal Son of God entered into humanity and expresses the fullness of the glory of God. In fact, if you want to know who God is and what he's like, all you have to do is read the accounts found in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the gospel accounts of Jesus, who fully manifested the glory of the Father. But it's for this purpose that we would believe, and we who believe will one day see the full glory of Christ, all of his splendor. And do you notice what he said there? This is what he desires. We kind of get the understanding like, yeah, I get why people would want to be with Jesus and be with him in heaven. But I want you to see that Christmas from God's perspective is Jesus expressing the desire that you and I would be with him and to see him in the fullness of his glory. In fact, seven different times as we've gone through John chapter 17, Jesus has emphasized that believers in Christ, believers in him, are actually a gift from the Father that has been given in eternity past that are realized in this life, in this time. And so he says, this is my desire 
that they would see me in the fullness of glory. And so every time a believer dies, it's actually an answer to this prayer because to be absent from the body is to be at home with the Lord, to see him in the fullness of his glory. When Jesus walked this earth, and as we see recorded in the gospel accounts, we see glimpses of his glory and his power and his miracles and his words, his love, care, and compassion. But to see him in the fullness of his splendor, his perfect attributes being manifest display throughout all eternity, why we're going to have to enter into eternity to do just that. And this is his desire, that we would be with him. And so one of the things about Christmas is to develop a great anticipation of being with Christ in the life to come. Right now, it's like it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, we see in a mirror dimly, but we are going to see fully, and we're going to be fully known, and Jesus has accomplished that. But in order for that to be, ever be a reality, for us to see his glory, he had to enter into humanity. He had to set aside the exercise of his divine attributes and be the perfect God-man so that we would one day see the fullness of his glory. And in fact, he went to prepare a place for us so that we will be able to enjoy him, love him, and be in awe of worship of him throughout all eternity. You see, at the heart of the story of Christmas, from God's perspective, why it's all about the glory of God. You know, and for years, I, I never really got that. I never really understood that Christmas is about God's glory and God dis- expressing himself through the coming of Jesus and that Jesus came so that we will be with him and see his glory throughout all eternity. In fact, even after I had become a Christian in college, I didn't really fully start to grasp this. But John chapter 17 has filled me with such insight and great anticipation and joy because Christmas is really about the coming of Jesus and Jesus came so that to show us his glory fully. But let me show you something else about Jesus. Jesus came so that we can know God personally. Take a look at this next verse. So Jesus is praying, O righteous Father, although the world has not known you, yet I have known you. And these have known you, that you sent me. And I have made your name known to them and will make it known. He said, he's calling Father, his righteous Father. And he gives this prayer shortly before he is betrayed and goes to the cross. And he's saying, Father, you are absolutely just. And I want you to know that the world has not known you, but I have known you and These have known you that you sent me. You see, when you put your trust and faith in Jesus for who he is, the eternal son of God, the only true savior for this world, you know God. And he wants us to grow in this understanding. What causes great joy for Christians at Christmas is the reality that we can know God personally. That is why he came. In fact, you see that? He says at the end of verse 25 that you have sent me. Six different times in this prayer in John 17, Jesus refers to Christmas, the reality that God the Father sent him to this earth. 
And that's for this, re- this whole purpose, so that we will know God personally. In fact, he says, I have made your name known to them and will make it known. You see, to make one's name, one's name spoke of one's character, their nature, and their attributes. And what Jesus did is he made the Father's name known. He explained the Father, and he demonstrated the character of God as he walked this earth, and he's interfaced with people. And we, we want to know who God is. The only way that you can really know God is to know Christ, because Jesus himself is the one who reveals the fullness of the character and the attributes of God. And the Jewish people knew the name of God. You remember in Exodus chapter 3, he's, God says, my name is I am who I am, Yahweh, the self-existent one. And they understood that God the Father is self-existent, but Jesus came to give a full understanding of what it means to know I am, Yahweh. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the good shepherd. You see, Jesus explained that God is everything that we need. In fact, he explained that Yahweh, I am, is also our perfect father. In fact, that is something that's stressed over and over in the Gospel of John. In fact, 122 times, God is referred to as our father. And the reason that Jesus came is so that we will know him personally that we will know all about him, the fullness of his character, that he is the self-existent one, that he is holy and without sin, that he is loving, just, merciful. He knows all things. He's all-powerful. He created all things. He actually created humanity. Remember Genesis chapter 1, verse 26? Let us, this is God speaking, make man humanity in our image. It is God who has done all of these things, and God desires that every single person would know him personally and intimately. And the only way that you can really know God is to know Jesus, for Jesus has fully displayed and has made it possible for us to know him forever. You know, when it comes to Christmas, it's really easy to miss the Christ in Christmas. I know, because... For a lot of years, I did just that. I didn't really understand why Jesus came. But Jesus, as he concludes this prayer, has made it crystal clear. Jesus has come so that we will know God personally. And in fact, it says, in, remember how he said in John chapter 17, verse 3, Jesus made this statement. This is eternal life that they may know you the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. This is eternal life that you would know the Father. And the only way that's possible is by knowing the Son. You see, Jesus Christ is God's gift to the world, just like believers are the Father's gift to the Son. I'd just like to ask you, have you received the gift Have you really come to a place where you have put your trust and your faith in Jesus? 
Because when we do this, when we receive the gift, and receiving a gift not only shows respect, but it's also receiving a gift comes with gratitude. When you really have reverence for who God is and gratitude in your heart for him sending his son to die and pay the penalty for your sin, you've received the gift and you really begin to know God personally. And friends, this really changed everything for me for Christmas. When I came to a place where I not only understood my sinfulness, I mean, that was really no mystery to me or the people around me, but to see the wonder and the greatness of Jesus, to see that he is the eternal one who entered into humanity. He's the one who lived a perfect life and died as a perfect sacrifice on the cross, and he is the one who died and rose again on my behalf so that if I would believe in him, I would have eternal life. Friends, Christmas had a completely different meaning after that. Friends, have you received the gift, the gift of God himself, who is Christ? You see, that's why Jesus came. Jesus came to put his glory fully on display so that we will see him in the fullness of his glory. Jesus came so that we will know God personally. But notice how this prayer ends. Jesus came so that we will grow in his love eternally. Take a look at what he says in verse 26. He says, I have made your name known to them and will make it known so that the love which you love me may be in them and I in them. You see, Jesus has come so that we will know the fullness of the love of God, the same love that he has shared with the Father throughout all eternity. So God desires that we would live in his love. That's why Jesus came. And he says, so that the love with you, which you loved me may be in them and I am them. Friends, this is, this is the profound reality of Christmas, is that God has given us his son so that we will know the love of the Father. And in order for that to be possible, it is Christ himself that dwells in the hearts of those who believe. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And he lives in us so that we will know rest in and rejoice in his love. And it's knowing this eternal love that becomes the source of our earthly love. If you want to become a person that learns how to love people well, why, what you want to do is learn to rest in, rejoice in the love of God the Father because it's his love that allows us to love others as well. You see, loving God leads to loving people. In fact, 1 John 4.19 says this, we love because he first loved us. And it's actually one of the reasons why we even give gifts. When you give a gift to someone, it's just a way of saying, hey, I want you to know that I was thinking of you and I love you. And this is just a small expression of that. When you look at the one another's in the Bible, love one another, serve one another, care for one another, pray for one another, forgive why, you know what's the driving force behind all of that? It's the love of God. And as we're resting in and believing in, know like, no matter what I've done, all the grief that I put God through and others, God still loves me. And he wants me to rejoice and be fully secure in that love. And friends, that changes everything. And this Christmas, 
you probably are going to get a gift or two, and you may even give one, right? Why do you do that? Because you want to express just a little bit of your love to someone else. But all of this love, do you know where that's sourced in? God himself. In our family at Christmas, we have a lot of traditions. And um, one of those, it, it centers around food. We have a lot of traditions around food, but one of them is a particular Christmas cookie, okay? They're called these butter-rich spritz cookie. Uh, this particular cookie has been, according to my mother, in our family for over 100 years. And so every Christmas, these cookies are made. Now, they're very labor-intensive. They take a lot of time. Um, they're not easy to make, but I think they are the perfect cookie, okay? I love them. And I have so many fond memories of these particular cookies. In fact, so much so that I wanted to give just one of you um, one of these cookies. In fact, my daughter, Christiana, uh, spent quite a bit of time making these cookies, these particular Christmas cookies. There she is. And uh, I want to just give you not only the cookies, but a cookie cutter and this family recipe and I'm just going to be kind of looking here. I'm seeing all these folks avoiding me and others like, okay. Uh, you know, I think I've spotted somebody that I think that this would be such a special Christmas for you. I want to give it to your family. Oh, no. All right. I know that you're welcome. I know this has been quite a year for you, but I want you to know the deep love of the Father, and this is just a small gift of love from my family to yours. Merry Christmas. You're welcome. <clears throat> you know, we give gifts because we want to just share and show our love, right? But of all the gifts that you will get this Christmas, or maybe you've received at some time in your life, by far, the greatest gift is the gift of God himself. Just like Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Do you really want to know God? Do you really want to have truth and know truth and have your life grounded and rooted in truth? Do you really want love and life let me tell you where it's found. It's found in receiving the gift of God. And if you've never done so, friends, this is the night to do it. Because the gift of God is God himself. And like the shepherd said, just like we had heard read, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David, there has been born for you, born for you, a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And when the angels said this and the shepherds heard this, friends, it changed everything about their life. You see, Christmas celebrates the eternal love of God. And this, my friends, is Christmas from God's perspective. So let's just bow our heads in the midst of all that is going on this particular season and even this day, I just want to give you just a minute to be still before God.
And for those of you who are here tonight, and you've never truly placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. In fact, maybe you've never really fully understood who Jesus is and why he came until now. I want you to know that God is drawing you to himself. And all you need to do is just simply pray with me as you reveal your heart and say, God, I just want you to know I turn from myself and my sin and I see that Jesus is not just a baby in a manger, but he's the eternal son of God who came to this earth to live a perfect life, to die on a cross and pay the penalty for my sin, which is death, and to rise again so that one day I will see him in the fullness of his glory and I will live in your love eternally. And so, Lord, that's what I do tonight. I put my faith and trust in Jesus. I ask that you'd fill me and lead me and help me to always know the greatness of your love. And Lord, for all of us who do know you, Lord, would you fill us with just an amazing sense of awe and joy of who you are, the greatness of your character, the absolute perfection of your plan, that you would send the eternal Son of God to be our Savior and our Lord so that we would one day see the fullness of his glory so that we will know the riches of relationship with him and that we will live today, tomorrow, and always in the greatness of your love. And as we know your love, Lord, help us to show it. We ask all of this as we pray in Jesus' name.